Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. As I sat down to record this episode, I was reflecting on the fact that it's been a while since I've really caught up with you and shared updates on my life. And the reason being, I think the episodes from the last few weeks have been pretty dense and I've kind of just felt like I needed to kind of just get right into it. And I hope that's okay because sometimes it feels good to just let go of the structure that I had planned out and just get right into the episode and yeah, I I mean, the other reason I haven't really shared much updates is because my life hasn't really had a lot going on in it other than the big launch of the Design Your Character template. That is basically what I was working on pretty solidly for the last couple of weeks. So I sadly haven't been reading much. I feel like when I'm working a lot more, my mental capacity to do things like read is much lower but I have a few little holiday well not holidays but I'm going to a cottage with my family and I'm going to have some time off in the next month so I'm really looking forward to getting back into reading and getting back into kind of having a little bit more relaxation and space and just time to relax. But one thing that I did want to share because something I like when I create new offerings is to share how I actually use them in my life. And I would say that the design your character template is the most applicable offering that I've created because it started from just something that I was already doing in my own time and then people being interested in that so me creating a little bit more structure around that process but ultimately it was centered around something that I was really already doing a lot and I kind of just want to share a real-time example of how I use some of these practices not necessarily the template itself because as I've mentioned before I never like to say that you need to purchase something in order to experience a certain feeling or to experience a certain level of well-being that is definitely not the case and I would never want to push something on someone from that place of trying to convince you that this is what you need in order to feel well or that it's the final golden ticket. But as I mentioned last week in the Design Your Character episode, I always 
share the processes that are outlined in my offerings on the podcast. So you can always listen to them if you're wanting to learn a little bit more about them. And I always like to also provide real-time, real-life examples of how I use some of these processes. So just to reiterate, the process generally that I follow is to be able to first establish the categories that I want to basically divide my life into, and then to be able to identify the core values or kind of keywords that I associate with my desired reality in that category. So for example, what are the core values or the words that I associate with my desired reality in relation to career and finances? Definitely freedom is is in there, creativity, community. And then from there, I basically design my character around those core values and around those keywords. And I identify what the characteristics of the version of me who is living in alignment with those core values are. And then I really like to create a visual representation of that character and then go on to extend the basically sensory experience of the character so imagining what it actually feels like physically to experience this reality that I desire to have. So essentially that first component is devoted to forming a really clear and comprehensive image and sensory experience of my character and of my desired reality. So that part of the process can be really fun and exciting and imaginative and creative, but the reality is, is it's one thing to establish a vision for what it is that we desire to experience, but it's a completely different thing to actually begin to think in that way, to behave in that way, to speak in that way, and to make decisions in that way, and then for the reality start to take form in the way that we want it to. And so something that I find really helps me is to regularly check in with the different ways that I may be closed off to actually having that experience. To clarify what I mean by this, we're referring to internal ways of being, ways of thinking, habits, patterns, thought processes, beliefs that are basically stopping you from thinking in such a way or behaving in such a way or making decisions in such a way that will help you to gain momentum towards what it is that you desire. The keyword here being the internal factors and this doesn't discredit the fact that we are playing if you will and living in community with other people and other characters if you will and external circumstances beyond our control. I generally like to regularly check in with myself and self-audit and reflect upon any of the ways in which I am closed off to becoming the character that I set out to be. To me, it's a very natural and normal thing to have a desire and establish a vision for ourselves, but have a lot that is blocking us from being able to see ourselves living that reality, to believe that it's possible for us, and to be able to welcome that into our experience. This could be for any number of reasons, from not feeling deserving, not feeling worthy, feeling guilt, feeling imposter syndrome, or 
even feeling fear towards a certain aspect of that reality. And obviously, I just launched the Design Your Character template. And the reason that I wanted to introduce and share a little bit about my personal experience is because it provides a good example of how I would use this exact process of checking in with myself and seeing how I'm closed off to my desired reality. To provide a little bit of context and backstory, prior to launching the template, I put out a couple of posts to see if people were interested in testing the template for me. And that got a huge, huge, huge amount of traffic and attention that I quite honestly was not anticipating. And what that meant for me was I was very quickly faced with the reality that this launch, the launch of this template that I had previously thought would just be something that I would perhaps launch on Patreon or that would get just a little bit of attention could be actually quite significant for me. So it's this opportunity to expand. It's really something that I've never experienced before. I've never had that much Uh, I guess feedback towards a launch that I was doing or an offering. I've never had that much interest or feedback. So it was a completely new experience for me, one that I desired to have, but the reality of having it was actually that I was extremely anxious for a few days. And I began to reflect upon why that was and again use some of these processes to reflect and understand why I was closed off to having this experience even though I had previously said that this was the type of thing that I would have wanted to experience. It was part of my desired reality. Generally what happens to me when I find myself in periods of feeling a little bit more tension, feeling a little bit more anxiety and just overthinking and kind of being in that spiral of thought and just really being in my own head is there will be a period of time where I don't really realize what's happening and I don't check in with myself and I'm kind of just in this ongoing loop of overthinking and fear and anxiety and these are the times that I really really value leaning into a practice like this and also when I'm in this state of mind I tend to forget about the tools that I have at my disposal to get back into a sense of ease and balance and I quite often kind of magnify how difficult it's going to be to get back into ease and back into balance. Personally what I've noticed and experienced is that it for me is a lot easier to get back to a sense of balance than I think it is in the moment when I feel out of balance, if that makes sense. And what really works for me, it's something that I've done for the last couple of years and that always makes me feel just a little bit better and a little bit more safe within myself is just to actually verbalize or write down or articulate in some way how I'm feeling what I'm scared of, what is causing me anxiety, what is causing me fear. And this for me, this simple step really just helps me to get it out of my head and onto paper. And sometimes then it's the first step for me to be able to just, again, take a step back, unravel the thoughts that are going on in my head 
and just get some clarity and be able to almost make a little bit of a plan for myself. So this is how I use what is called the self-audit log. And the reason I'm sharing this is because last week before launching it, I was relying on this every single day. And I do just want to share the reasons why I was feeling a lot of fear leading up to the launch because I think that quite often it can be difficult to open up about, you know, some of the more scary sides of being in a public facing position or having your own business or putting something out into the world or creating a new offering. And so when you are in that experience, at least for me, it feels a little bit more alienating because I think I'm the only one who's experiencing this. And I know that that's not true. And the only thing that I can do in order to normalize the experience that I have is to talk about it and to share. And it's powerful for me to even be able to voice my fears and my anxieties just to myself, but it's even more powerful to be able to share that with others if and when I feel safe doing it. Like I said, I use this practice for myself whenever I feel resistance when I don't feel something is possible for me, when I feel stuck, I lack clarity, I don't feel worthy, or I feel fear towards experiencing a certain aspect of my desired reality. And I would say for me, and I think based on some of the conversations that I've had with you, fear is probably the biggest thing that comes up for things that essentially stop me from taking action and thinking and believing in myself and my ability to become the character that I want to become and to live the reality that I want to live. The other thing that helps me to know when to lean into a tool like this or even just a practice like this, it doesn't have to be a template, it can just be checking in with yourself in a journal or even creating a voice note I find can be really helpful, is to get a clear idea of what it feels like physically when you are out of alignment, if you will, or if you're feeling fear or if you're feeling stuck. And knowing that those are the moments that if we don't feel naturally that we are able to get out of that place and maybe we need the help of a support system or a tool, to know what that feels like physically so we know when to lean into those tools. From my perspective, it's not necessarily a natural thing to be able to have the language to describe physical sensations. This is something that I've had to learn and I learned this through therapy. I learned this through, you know, mind-body practices that I've engaged in over the years and Ultimately, what it's helped me to do has been to cultivate an understanding of what it feels like to experience my desired reality. For example, what does it feel like to experience freedom? Because freedom is something that is very much connected to my desired reality and is one of my core values. So what does that actually feel like physically? For me, it's an open heart, it's spaciousness, it's clarity, it's calm, it's ease, it's balance. And so to be able to understand what the opposite of that feels like helps me to have a blueprint essentially for 
when I'm out of alignment and when I can lean into a tool or lean into just a self-reflection practice that can help me to understand why I'm feeling this way. So the sensory experience, as I mentioned, of freedom, which is a big core value for me and is very much connected to my desired reality, that sensory experience is open-heartedness, is spaciousness, lightness, clarity, calmness. So the opposite of that is for me the first feeling I notice is a tight chest, feeling constricted in my body. I sometimes even feel feel that it's hard to talk because it almost feels like I have a lump in my throat. My body feels tense. I feel tight. My mind is racing. And again, this is a good indicator for me then that I need to check in with myself. I need to take a step back. I need to zoom out. There are so many different tools and systems and practices that we can rely on to facilitate this process of coming back to ourselves and kind of finding a little bit of presence and coming back into balance and the one that I like to use that's included in the template and that I talk about quite often in general is what many people refer to and what I refer to as the self-audit. Now, you could do this for any number of reasons, but the reason that I self-audit is to reflect upon specifically why I am closed off to a certain aspect of my desired reality. So let's use my life as an example. As I mentioned a couple of minutes ago, leading up to the launch of this template, which is something that I desired to do, and the success of this template would be something that I would celebrate and that I would be excited about. However, my physical sensory experience and my mental experience leading up to the launch was one of extreme fear, of anxiety, of discomfort, of having a complete lack of clarity and feeling completely disconnected from myself and from my internal guidance system. What I'll say is that this is a very natural and normal reaction for me especially, but for anyone who is doing something that is outside of their comfort zone because we are essentially going into new territory and there are so many narratives that we may associate with what it means to go into new territory. And I'm going to share with you some of my narratives, but what I'll essentially say before getting into that is that the value of having a practice like this means that in the past, when I would have felt this fear, that would have led to a series of avoidance mechanisms because I didn't want to feel that way. I didn't want to have the sensory experience of feeling constricted, feeling fear, feeling that tight chest feeling. So my approach would be to self-sabotage, to avoid, to run away from it. And ultimately, The realization that I've had over the years is that that doesn't get me closer to my desired reality. So when I'm having this sensory experience that feels uncomfortable and feels out of balance, my way of bringing myself back into balance doesn't have to mean that I abandon myself and completely give up on working towards, towards, excuse me, my desired reality. And I think quite often when we hear about things like manifestation and things like going after what you want to go after, we expect it to be this easy breezy kind of steady flowy experience. But I actually find that the fear and the 
narratives and all the limiting beliefs are very much at the surface. They come forth. And I think that this is a unique opportunity to look at them and decide how we want to respond to them. Do we want to respond by allowing them to overpower us and dictate how our future is going to look because we feel this fear? Or are we going to hold the hand of our fear and understand where it comes from and give ourselves what we need to feel safe and continue to move forward? So during this week where I was leading up to the launch and I felt myself falling back into avoidance patterns and wanting to run away from the experience that I was having, I knew that it was a good indicator that I needed to check in with myself because although avoiding something in the moment could create momentary relief from the experience that I was having, I knew from experience that down the line it would create further discomfort because I would regret not having worked through it and that fear won't have gone away. It just means that I took the route of walking away from it and anytime that I approached something that would bring that fear back up I would find myself in that exact same spot again. I want to get a little bit more clear on how this process works and again how to support yourself when you're feeling the fear, when you want to contract, when you want to walk away, when you want to avoid even though you're being presented with an opportunity to come into a new part of yourself and gain momentum in the direction of your desired reality. When we're open to our desired reality, it's easier to think, believe in, and take action towards it. And what I mean by when we are open to it, I see three big ways that we can be open to our desired reality. So the first one is to say yes to even having the desire that we have. So let's say I, for example, desire to be successful in social media. Do I allow myself to actually want that? And for a long time, I didn't. I thought it was too selfish. I thought it was too, what's the word I'm looking for, vain and self-centered to have that desire. So I wasn't even really allowing myself to want that, which made it really hard for me to move forward. So that's the first step. Then the next one is believing that it's possible. And this is where I think a lot of us get stuck. And I will talk through how we can get unstuck and something that really works well for me in this department. And then the third is to actually experiencing the desired reality. So sometimes we get a glimpse of what it might be like to experience this desired reality and we push it away. And an example that I've used of this is when I set out to have a really healthy relationship where I felt valued and I felt confident and I felt desired and I had good communication. And then when I had the slightest bit of that experience, I rejected it because I hadn't quite 
identified and believed that that was possible for me to have and I didn't feel worthy of it. When it comes to this process of self-auditing, I like to generally take myself through each of those categories. So saying yes to desiring the reality, yes to believing it's possible, and yes to experiencing the desired reality. Checking in with myself to see if within any of these areas I am closed off in any way and reflecting on why that is and seeing if there's anything I can do for myself to open myself up. It's also possible to do this in a less structured way just to check in with yourself and really just ask yourself, why am I feeling afraid of my desired reality or a certain aspect of it? But for the purposes of this episode, I'm going to walk you through the full kind of three steps that I usually do. Okay, so first off, I need to identify what it is that I desire to take it through this process. So as I mentioned in my example, we are going to use the example of me launching this template and what it is that I wanted to experience. Because one thing that I should mention is as you go about, let's say, designing your character, you can do it for the categories of your life. So you can do it pretty generally career intimate partnerships, friendships, family, etc. But you can also use the process for specific events. And so I took myself through this very same process that I outlined for the launch of this product because I wanted to be really intentional. I wanted to be mindful of the way that I was feeling and the energy that I was bringing and how I was going about sharing it. And so I really took myself through this full process. So when it came to this launch, my primary goal was to essentially expand beyond formally held beliefs. I have a lot of conditioning and fear and Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Just a lot of narratives about anything that's attached to money. So when it comes to things like social media and when it comes to free offerings that I create, I quite often have a lot of an easier time. But when anything has a price tag on it and it's associated with me, I experience a lot of anxiety. I experience a lot of limiting beliefs. I think no one's going to like it. I have all of these internal narratives that I wanted to move beyond. I wanted to have a different experience. I wanted to move forward self-assured, confident, confirming my alignment with myself and to be able to move through it with ease and with a sense of relaxation and to be able to just experience something different from what I've experienced before. So let's start off with essentially allowing myself to say yes to having this desire. And I start off by considering, is it really important to me to experience this? And for me, the answer is yes. The reason being is I... It's really important to me to be able to expand beyond the inner narrative that I have surrounding my worth and money and what it means to charge for things because I find that it can be quite limiting to always feel so afraid of putting a price tag on things and so it felt really important for me to feel capable of doing that for myself, to feel capable of supporting myself financially and, you know, of co-creating something with my community so then from there I've validated to myself that this is important to me then I reflect upon who I'll be if I have this experience and for me as I mentioned it is very limiting to constantly feel anxiety and fear around getting paid and you know, feeling worthy of that. I feel a lot of guilt around that. So to be able to move through that and to finally be able to have faith in myself and have faith in the value that I offer to my community and to have faith that I have it within myself to financially support myself and to welcome expansion and to welcome my desires. That's who I feel I'll be. And I also feel I'll be someone that will be willing to see past limiting beliefs because I've, oh my gosh, classic, because I've had this experience again and again of being able to move beyond them. And every time that I do that, I feel that I expand a little further. And so that's ultimately who I feel I'll be and who I feel I'll continue to become if I have this experience. And then on the other hand, who will I be if I don't have this experience and why does this matter? So for me, I feel that if I don't have this experience, I'll be someone that's always stuck in my limiting beliefs, unable to move past this idea of myself that perhaps I'm never going to be worthy of financial support and financial freedom. And 
that just feels very limiting to me. And I constantly move through life when it comes to money or I have done in the past with an expectation of struggle and an expectation of challenge. And I've been exposed in the last few years to people who have expanded me to the idea that that may not have to be the way that I carry myself and what that would feel like and how that would open things up for me. And so that's why it matters for me to be able to move through this. So in this step, I've allowed myself to say yes to desiring the reality that I have identified as important to me. I've affirmed that it's important to me. I have connected myself to the importance of having this experience and really identified why it matters for me to have this experience because this is important because sometimes we don't actually consider that what we may desire may be something that was inherited from someone else, something that we think we should desire. But when we take ourselves through this process, perhaps part of the reason that we're closed off to it is because we don't actually care and it doesn't actually matter on a deeper level to us to have this experience. So the next step is saying yes to believing it's possible. And I would argue that this is probably the hardest for many of us, specifically when it's connected to something that we've never personally experienced. So when an aspect of our desired reality is something that is beyond what we've experienced, beyond what someone else has experienced, and defies a limiting belief that we have about ourselves, because the reality is, is maybe we've been thinking in such a way about ourselves for the majority of our life. It isn't necessarily easy to all of a sudden, at least for many of us, to start to create a new pattern of thinking without having an external experience that can help us to believe in it. But then it just becomes this cycle of our external reality not matching what we want to experience and then making it harder for us to believe that it's possible to have that experience. So sometimes I think we need to sort of look within ourselves and be willing to be open to something that we haven't seen before and the extent to which we're able to believe in something may be that we have to make it only slightly beyond something that we haven't experienced and I think this is really important because quite often in manifestation People talk about how you should just imagine your desired reality in the most vibrant possible way you could and think bigger, think larger, ask bigger. But for me, what I noticed is that my energetic reaction to asking bigger is that I couldn't ever believe that that would be possible. So I shut down to it. So for me, thinking smaller, but still allowing it to expand me actually is a lot more powerful for the way that I manifest because again the sensory experience and the energetic experience when I think a little smaller when I can somewhat believe it and it still may be beyond something that I've experienced but I can reasonably believe it is that I'm open to it and I say yes to it and That means that I'm willing to think and be receptive and take action towards the opportunity to 
become that. Whereas on the flip side, if we decide on some level, even if it's subconscious, so maybe we want to believe so badly that something's possible, but we really don't because we haven't been shown enough and we just don't have the inner resources based on the experience and the circumstances that we have to believe that, the energetic experience is to close off and therefore not take any action and not start to gain any momentum towards that. It's like trying to have a conversation with someone who is completely shut down. You just don't get anywhere and it can be extremely frustrating. And so being able to actually create a version of the experience that feels reasonably attainable and bring it down a level, if you will, or have it feel like more of a step and less of a leap, this actually is so powerful for me and so helpful and has completely changed things. It doesn't necessarily mean that that is the final destination. So if I bring it into something that I can believe a little bit more, The openness to it doesn't mean that that is all I'm going to experience, but it means that I'm going to take a step up, get to that point, and then be a little bit more expanded and be able to perhaps even get to this big picture that we had from the beginning, but do it in a more iterative way where we can reasonably reasonably believe that it's possible and open ourselves up to it. The first question is essentially, does a desired reality represent something beyond what I or someone I know has already experienced? Personally, I find that if the answer is no, so if I have witnessed someone else experience my desired reality or an aspect of it, or I myself have experienced an aspect of it, it's a lot easier to open up to saying yes to believing it's possible. And that's why it can be really helpful and important, as I've mentioned before, to seek out examples of people that we can relate to using the language of to be magnetic expanders who have accomplished what we want to accomplish who are living our desired reality. So then this provides somewhat of a roadmap or a blueprint in our mind and our mind can make the connection that perhaps it could be possible for us. Oftentimes though, my desired reality represents something beyond what I or someone I know has experienced. And this is where it can be a little bit more difficult to open up and to believe that it's possible. What we have to commit to in this case is being willing to be shown a different experience, which for some of us can feel unsafe because although we may be feeling discontent or unfulfilled in our current reality, the familiarity of it can feel safe. So opening ourselves up to being shown a different experience can feel unsafe and can feel scary and so again what we'll do in the next step is to be able to identify how we can support ourselves but again if the desired reality represents something beyond what we've already experienced or someone that we know has experienced we can take a moment to identify and commit to opening ourselves up to being shown a different experience. And what that means is in moments where we feel ourselves kind of being a future predictor and saying, well, this is the way it's going to go because it always has, noticing that, self-auditing that, and just taking a moment to open up and ask questions. And that is something that's so powerful for me 
simply asking questions and I'll talk about that in a moment. The next question is, could I reasonably see myself having this experience? So again, going back to, does it feel like a huge leap? And is my reaction to close myself off from it? So if the answer is no, then the next question is basically, is there a version of the experience that feels reasonably attainable to me? So what this could look like in real time is, let's say you have a desired income, and let's say your desired income is way beyond what you've ever experienced, way beyond what anyone you know has experienced, and just a huge number because you want to think big. If your reaction internally is kind of on the mental thought pattern of that's not possible for me, it never will be, I'm never going to get there, and kind of having those same repetitive thoughts that tell you that that's not possible and you feel yourself closing off to it, this is where perhaps you could bring it down just a bit to the point where you could actually perhaps see yourself in that position. Then you can just notice energetically and physically and in your thoughts mentally the difference and the quality of thought in relation to your desire. And what we're really looking for is that the quality of thought, it doesn't have to be positive. It doesn't have to be 100% believing all the time that it's possible, but simply having an openness to almost being like, let's see, let's see what happens. I'm willing to be shown a different experience. I'm willing to be open to this experience. So let's go back to my experience and the desired reality that I had for the launch of this template. When I sat down and reflected upon whether or not the desired reality that I had for myself to expand beyond outer limits, to be able to allow myself to receive financial support for the work that I do and to feel worthy of that and to experience the success of that, that does represent something beyond what I personally have experienced because in the past with launches I felt super anxious I haven't felt worthy I've experienced self-sabotage they haven't been quite as successful and so it definitely does represent something beyond what I've experienced and I don't really have a lot of people in my life that are doing similar work to what I do at least not people that I know personally so yes again it does represent something beyond that. Something that was super, super important to me during this was to be open. And I was so open to being shown a different experience. So I said yes to being willing to show, sorry, I said yes to being willing to be shown a different experience. And I opened myself up to that. Then when it came to, could I reasonably see myself having this experience? This was really interesting because I considered other areas and other experiences in my life where my previously held beliefs and expectations about what was possible for me were blown out of the water and specifically how I've continued to experience this with social media. I never thought it would be possible for me to get a following, to have a following, to have a platform. I never thought it would be possible for me to meet the goal that I had for my following. I never thought it would be possible for me to have the experience of social media success and brand partnerships, and yet I was able to experience all of those things in a relatively short period of time. That being said, I did have a goal 
for the launch a financial goal for how it would go and I realized that my attitude towards the financial goal that I had was that I was closed off to it I didn't see myself having that experience it was way beyond what I thought was possible and so again is there a version of the experience that feels reasonably attainable to me and I brought it down a level to something that my energetic experience was openness and I felt like it was possible it still did feel like a stretch but it didn't completely shut down to it so now I'm in a place where although I may have never personally experienced this desired reality I feel open to experiencing something new I have a little bit of personal data from another area of my life where I've been pleasantly surprised and I've been blown away by being moved beyond my outer limits and I've also identified a version of the reality that I wish to have that feels reasonably attainable to me so now we come to the part of the process where many of us start to really close off or self-sabotage or avoid and this is the part where we reflect on why we may be feeling unworthy of or unsafe or guilty or any number of difficult emotions towards the experience of our desired reality the thing to recognize and appreciate here is that the way we feel towards our desired reality and any fear or unworthiness or guilt or shame we feel about experiencing our desired reality is valid and is usually because of an experience that we've had and so it doesn't really help to just ignore that we feel fear or ignore that we feel unworthy But I think what can be powerful is to look a little bit closer at why we feel that way. We don't necessarily have to get back to the exact experience or exact event or circumstance that created this feeling or this belief or this attitude towards our desired reality. But just to be able to understand where that may have come from and validate that it's there and Also recognize that it may not have come from within us. It may have been something that we inherited. So let's say, for example, I think many of us have a lot of guilt and shame and embarrassment and fear towards desiring money. And there are a lot of narratives around that, especially if we were raised in a religious setting or within the context of a certain spiritual belief that rejected the idea of money and even rejected the idea of having desire to begin with. In my case, a lot of the fear, which I'll get into, was also related to childhood experiences that I'd had of feeling excluded, feeling made fun of, feeling embarrassed, and they don't have to be like massive events that happened. It could have just been a couple of events that really stuck with us and taught us to fear putting ourselves out there because it means that we would be made fun of. It means that we would be humiliated. And it's so interesting for me to notice the fact that I am still operating from one humiliating experience or one embarrassing experience or one experience where I may have been rejected and the imprint that that left on me is making me continue to avoid certain situations because I think I'm protecting myself. So again, it's valid to feel this way, but it doesn't mean that we have to allow it to continue to stop us from 
moving into new ways of being and moving into our desired reality. But what we can do for ourselves is understand where that comes from. And if there is anything that we can do for ourselves to feel safe experiencing the desired reality, to be able to give that to ourselves. So sometimes it requires stepping out of our adult shoes and our tendency to over-intellectualize and to overanalyze and to try to suppress whatever it is that we may feel may be feeling and step into the shoes of our inner child who is still operating from the space of feeling really hurt by a certain humiliating experience or feeling really hurt by being excluded and to be able to see that and look at it and validate validate it. And like I said before, to then be able to step back into the shoes of our adult self and to hold the hand and move forward together. The first question to ask is basically, is there any part of me that doesn't feel worthy of experiencing the desired reality? If so, why? Something that can be really helpful to reflect further on this question is to consider what your desired reality is connected to. So let's say it's connected to money and then to consider what were societal narratives surrounding that aspect of your desired reality or what were parental or familiar familial narratives. The next question is, is there part of me that feels fear of experiencing the desired reality? If so, why? And again, something that can help to probe this a little further is why might you feel fearful? What experiences might you have had that shaped these feelings? And then from there, identifying what you can give to yourself to feel worthy of and safe experiencing the desired reality. So is there an aspect of what you desire that you feel closed off to because you're afraid of it? And how can you soothe that fear or perhaps work around it or work towards it in a more iterative way so that you can get your footing a little bit more. So this is where, going back to my example, I have quite a long list of fears. I, throughout the week leading up to the launch, I wrote down everything that was coming to mind, everything that was coming up, and it was a lot. And it's so interesting because you wouldn't think that something like this would invoke such fear, but it did. Here are the fears that I had. The first and most prominent one was that people wouldn't like it. I have this narrative about what it would mean about me if people didn't like what I created. I would be a mockery. I would be humiliated. I would be made fun of. And that for me feels extremely unsafe. It invokes fear. It invokes embarrassment. I would not want to be seen. And... I feared that if I put something out there that people didn't like, it would basically undo everything that I've worked so hard to build. It reminded me, quite honestly, of when I was in school. This is a really specific story, but this is the exact narrative that came up. Was I ran for class rep every year. Bless my soul. I never got it. Like, I never got chosen. And one year, I ran for class rep and... I was in a split class, so I was with people the year above me, and they just generally were quite, some of them I would say, mean, and I, so I was running for class rep, and people were laughing at me, and at the end of everybody doing their speeches, my teacher wrote on the board, 
how many votes everyone got and I didn't get any. And this invoked this very same feeling of putting myself out there and people not liking it and people making fun of me and being completely ashamed and completely humiliated and just feeling completely out of control. So again, it's just super interesting to me to learn about how certain specific experiences that happened so long ago are still kind of looping in my mind and I'm still anticipating that when I'm in this position of putting myself out there in a new way in front of people where I have the potential to be made fun of that I am still so fearful of that and I am still avoiding that and the avoidance of that is actually the very thing that is keeping me from moving forward and keeping me from being able to experience my desired reality. For me what it took to feel safe in this experience was to have the testers provide feedback on this so that I wasn't just relying on something I created by myself but I was having this co-creative process. Again, that actually really helped me to feel safe because I felt like I could at least lean into the support of other people to help me create this product and help me to make it a little bit better. I was also really worried about opening myself up on social media and the potential comments that I might get on there because people aren't as connected to my work and what I do. And so when I first launched it, I initially only launched it to my email list, to the people who had already signed up to want to receive it. And that made me feel safe. And that made me feel like I was taking steps towards this exposure and towards this potential for being embarrassed and potential for being ashamed. Because the reality is, is what I have to accept as I navigate life and as I expand my reality is that I'm not telling myself anymore that I can avoid those experiences and that I will avoid those experiences. I have to hope that what I put out there is valuable to people and supports people and that is well received. But I also have to accept at the same time that there will be people who don't like it. And that's okay. And it's safe for people not to like something that I put out there. And it doesn't mean that I'm a bad person. And it doesn't mean that I am worthless and have nothing to add and have no value. And as I mentioned before, that possibility of asking questions and opening up really also helps to support me in shifting into a new narrative, to being open to shifting into a new narrative. Things like, what if it could be better than I expected? What if I could experience joy and pleasure from this launch? What if it could support other people? What if it could change the lives of other people? What if there's an easier way to bring this into the world? So that's essentially how I go about this process of self-auditing. And what I will say is I took that one desire through this whole experience, but in the future, I won't necessarily do the same for that desire. And I wouldn't expect that now it's going to be all easy and breezy, but I do know, and I do have some awareness of why I might be leaning into avoidance mechanisms and why I might be feeling fear. And so I can always come back and check in with myself and see if there's anything else I can give to myself. But when I go back in and reflect on this, I would most likely just do more of a mind dump and a brain dump and just 
talk through how I'm feeling. Again, I like voice notes for this or just writing it down in my Notion template, how I'm feeling in the moment, as opposed to needing to take myself through this specific set of questions over and over for the same thing. But if I do feel perhaps I've missed something or there's a new fear coming out, then being able to take that through this experience and through this process. So that brings us to the end of this episode that essentially covers how I go about self-auditing. And just to reiterate, this is a process that I use when I'm experiencing resistance to a certain desire, when I'm feeling fear, when I'm feeling undeserving, and when I'm feeling stuck. And how I can tell that that's the way I'm feeling towards a desire is again going back to the physical sensations that are presenting themselves as the opposite of whatever it is that I'm wanting to experience. So I know that there's maybe something going on underneath the surface that I can go in and start to address why I am closed off. So I really do hope that this episode was helpful for you and this process really just a simple process of sitting down and checking in with myself and seeing if there's anything that I need to feel more deserving, more safe in the moment. This has really helped me so drastically and it doesn't mean that I don't lean into other support systems as needed, meaning therapy and meaning other modalities, but it just means that I at least have this safe space to connect with myself and to address why I may be feeling closed off. So I hope that you find this helpful. I hope that this supports you in the same way that it does for me or that you find your own process of support. And I really look forward to hearing how this episode goes for you and how, if you're using the template, how you're finding it. And yeah, that's it for today. I hope that you enjoyed and I will see you in next week's episode. 